had some music coming. I was like, we, we just came in with some music, some flutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? What's well, like a Disney channel? Yeah. Man. It was somebody on my timeline. Hey. <laughs> Listen, so so we, we I know this mental health topic can go 8,000 different ways. I Shoot, I can sit here and talk mental health for two hours by myself and look at the wall uh, with nobody in here. But um, we was having a conversation about past times between me and Keem and, you know, our upbringing and stuff like that. And, um, you know, what sparked, it kind of sparked me what kind of, kind of made me think about some things was, you know, when we talk about like blanket statements, generalizations, and thinking that one thing or one solution should fit, um, or should be one size fits all. Uh, I think me and Keem have the perfect dynamic and perfect kind of experiences to show that we could be two minutes apart from each other, walking through the pathway, but live and experience two different type of lifestyles. And so we're talking about, you know, my parents splitting up, what that meant for me, but what that meant for the community. And then like Keem was just talking about like when he found out and I was talking to him about it, he didn't know what to say, right? Because of his upbringing is different. And pretty much saying like, you know, saying, wow, you care about that. But on my side, it looks a little bit differently for me. And so it led me to the situation where I told you, Ace, about my book, right? I told you that I wanted to write something that was, uh, could be applicable to those who may have felt that, like, you know what I'm saying, you had your own struggles, but because you may have not come it, got it from out the mud or you was, you know, doing the, going through different things, that it might not be as a relevant story. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, it's still a it's still a big thing. It's still a big issue. It still affects your mental health. And so there are, and it kind of ties back to social media because there's a, oh, I didn't, I'm not grinding enough. I'm not struggling enough. I've heard these narratives around, if I don't struggle to get it, then it's not worth it, right? Mm. And I tell people like, but it's still your experience. So your experience with your people's looks different than my experience with my people's versus his experience looks different with his spirit, with his people. It's all still an experience and it all still equates to our own mental health. But for some reason, there's this dynamic kind of a black and white thinking of if it ain't, you know, super traumatic, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or if it ain't super great, then it shouldn't, it should, then the mental health output or the um, outlook of it should be, one way and it's, it's not it's not the case it could be all different ways people will react to different things differently um and manage their emotions differently so i wanted to talk to you guys about that because it's a really important topic it's black history month um and you know we could talk about mental health all day long but i really wanted to kind of shed light on that if that made sense to you guys just breaking down the different elements of what mental health looks like for different people and different experiences right yeah so what about like what do y'all feel about that how y'all feel about it how do y'all feel about mental health in general? Do y'all know what it is? Do y'all feel it? Do y'all understand it? Um, outside of what I probably drilled in y'all head, um, <laughs> what y'all own? I, understanding? I, I do, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do because I just realized that people don't see the world like I see it. You know what I'm right. saying? So it, it, mental health affects people differently than how it affects me. Right. Now, do I have mental health issues? I wouldn't know. And the reason I say I wouldn't know is because 
I was raised to deal with things differently mm-hmm. than other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't tell you if I have any mental health issues because I've only known how to get by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How to get through it. Like it was never a moment where it was like, this is going on and it's a roadblock. It was always a way. Figuring to, out a way to, to get figure it. it out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know if I have any mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I'm pretty sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I got some. You know what I'm saying? But to to put them on the table, I could, but I kind of already do because I got great people around me. Yeah. Well, all it takes is a conversation and I'm back on, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the right playing field. Sometimes people don't have that. Yeah. So it just sits on them a lot longer and then they be like it just drains them and drains them and drains them mm-hmm. and then the mental health aspect is way deeper than it is for them than it is for me you mm-hmm. know what i mean i just get through it and i'm like all right it's cool doesn't mean i don't have mental health issues it just means i got through what i can get through to keep going and doing what i gotta do yeah i might need to actually sit down and vent a life story of you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. of of mental situations but um, if I had to give an example, I do have one and I always say, and this is probably a first for me, I always say I don't care, mm-hmm. but I think I do care even just a little bit. Yeah. It's always just, um, that's a common theme I've heard for a lot of people. Like, I don't care, but it's like, obviously you do care. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and by me even saying this topic again, lets me know I do care. But let me just clear it up a little bit. I care, but I also can get through without it. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and that's the whole father aspect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's different for me because my father is in reaching distance of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a difference when you don't have somebody in your life and they're far away. Yeah. They're dead, they're in jail, they're, you know what I'm saying? But I have a father that's actually in reaching, dif- not even in the physical, just in the, nigga, you on social media. Mm-hmm. You're my friend. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Social <laughs> media. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can keep ma- tying back to that nigga, social media. Matter, matter of fact, nigga, you my friend on PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, we played. You would much rather send me an invite to play 2K. <laughs> Did to have a conversation with me. Ain't that's, that crazy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I say I know my mental shit can really go deep, but yeah, I just don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I just don't care. You know what I'm saying? But like if I really, really break it down like that, I've got more Madden and 2K invites on PlayStation than I've gotten invites real life to yeah. come to my crib. I live five minutes, ten minutes away from you. Like, come down here, we gotta have a cookout. I've never got one of those, but I can show you on my PlayStation in the last two months, I've got about 20 invites to come play 2K against them online. Mm. And then the nigga don't even turn his mic on. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, let alone you want to play me in 2K. You don't even want to talk to me yeah. while you playing me in 2K. Yo, that's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. that's all the stuff that I deal with. Uh-huh. And I just be like, that's just who he is. Yeah. So guess what? I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But it's probably you being who you are, you hearing me saying this, this is probably actually a mental 
issue. It can weigh on you. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. something that can make you if you if I ever was to be that type of person to be like, yo, why he don't want? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, why? Why is this? Why is that? Why is this? It can mentally drain me. So I don't yes. I, I don't allow myself to question that. Because if I question it, I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Because if I, if I ever start being like, damn, why bro don't... I got a whole four-month-old daughter. Yeah. You ain't never seen her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You live 10 minutes, you ain't never seen her. Bro, you ain't never even messaged me and said, congratulations. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. But see, my, my, my you know, my thing about that is that I understand it. And I get it, right? But then I, you know, when I talk to people about it, I say, okay, well, how much of that weight could be gone if you actually went and processed through it? Because what you're saying is that you don't care, but you have used different ways to cope and deal with it, mm-hmm. right? So much so that it has been put to the back burner at this point. And then if it comes up, it comes up. But you know, in, in the retrospect of it, it's like, you know, this is the way I cope and deal with it. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And so even with that said, I think a lot of us, we do that where it's like we don't want to actively process and work through it because, yes, you're right. It's draining. It's tough. It can be re-triggering. It can send you down a, a bad path. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, especially if you have gotten to the point of, you know, learning how to cope and manage it with it, mm-hmm. then, no, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to you know, go back that path and open up those wounds, especially if I felt like they're healed right. in my way, right? But then, like I said, on the flip side of that, it's like, okay, well, then how much easier, how much easier would the burden be if you did release it? You know what I'm saying? So that mm. if the topic comes up again, you won't even think about going to that place because you already have a active resolve to it. Right. But I think me releasing it, it's like here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or with my lady, or with y'all off off the record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, on yeah. the record, off the record, it doesn't matter. By me talking about it now is the release. By me reaching out to him mm-hmm. is not a release to me. Well, I'm, I'm not saying um reach out to him per se. Right, right. You know. But some people do. Not saying Some people do. But some people some say, people do. oh, you should go. And tell him this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but see, to, that to me, that is triggering. Yeah. Well, if you're comes? not in a good place, we don't say. Depends on who you're talking to, therapist-wise. Right. You know, right. everybody has their own different opinions, but right. I'm hesitant. Depending on the person, if I know the person's at a good state to do that, then yes. Or if I feel like it might be time to confront, then yes. But. If I think it's going to re-trigger you and you're not in a good state to have that conversation with somebody, then then no. The other piece of it is, which I think you've already answered, is um, the fact, the matter of, um, does that person even have the capacity to answer or heal the stuff you want from them? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing I ask you know, when I was talking with my clients, talking with anybody. In reference to um, getting something or healing from somebody or trying to mend or close a situation, does that person even have the capacity to do so? Right. You know, and you've answered that because right. you said, you know, 
he doesn't, you know, he's a couple minutes down the road. He doesn't even turn the mic on on PS. That's indicative of, you know, something else. Right. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and my so my thing is, what what it really drags you down sometimes, because as a person, sometimes you start to think like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like what? What? I was only a kid. Yeah. Cause this ain't. I'm telling you this at 35. Right. This been going on for 25 years. You know what I'm saying? So and it manifested at, probably at differently 10, back then. Yeah. At 10, you like, what? What did I do? Mm-hmm. You gotta think. This is a person that I graduated, and I sent you tickets to my graduation. You didn't come. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, and see, see. I'm so cold, man, and I try not to be like this, but I'm so cold. I won't be even respecting the grandparents on that side. Let me tell you why. Because I come from a family with no disrespect to some of my uncles and stuff like that. I seen them not doing what they were supposed to do with their kids, but I seen my grandmother and my grandfather on top of their game. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Them kids ain't, oh, for Christmas, them kids got this. Oh, for their birthdays, them kids, even though... Daddy won't doing what he was supposed to be doing, so I I don't have no respect for the grandparents over there neither. Cause just cause he won't doing right, don't mean y'all ain't have to stop too. Right, they stop too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was a whole lost connection from that whole side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I watched me graduate and them come to the graduation for somebody else. The only reason they was there is because somebody else graduated. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody mm-hmm. else that was in my family on that side graduated the same time as me. Mm-hmm. So they came for that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't come for me. Yeah, and I think I think I think this is I mean, we kinda jumped into the headway with um mental health piece and how relationships and families can affect mental health. But as I define mental health, you know, if anybody's trying to figure out okay, what does mental health mean? Does it mean family? Well no, it's you know, how we deal with day to day life stressors and that comes into play as far as how do we interact with the world socially and how it affects us um, from an emotional side or from a feeling side or from a traumatic side, you know what I'm saying, based upon experiences, negative, positive experience, traumatic experiences. So when you start talking about relationships and, you know, parenthood and families and siblings, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that can manage, that can ma- manipulate and move your mental health. A lot of times, though, we think about mental health, we automatically think some type of depressive symptoms, think crazy, we think, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But if we think of what we see in the movies, think of the crazy, you know, like inpatient units, and we say crazy houses and this, like that, but mental health is something we go through every single day. What you have described, Keem, like, and processing-wise, is nothing but mental health. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, you know, to, to process these events and how they affect you, is what mental health is. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So, um, and and that's convoluted because it can get deeper, right? As you can say, like it can go deeper. It right. can go intertwine with different things. It goes into mindset and perception, mm-hmm. morals, values, how you see the world, how you perceive relationships, how you communicate. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's all mental health, and it it, it it's all in one. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Ace, you've been quiet. Lord, I don't know where he's about to go. <laughs> it could be it could be a whole different piece on that. How how have you seen mental health or defined mental health in your own words? Or how it has showed up in your life? Um man, um I was sitting here just processing <laughs> everything that y'all was talking about, especially oh. when Jones was talking about um 
his connection with his pops, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cause that, that hits home for me. Um, but on a different scale, cause my pops been in my life all my life. I'm 30, but, um, I, I've, <laughs> it, I try to, I try to, and y'all see me baffling my words when I try to get that piece out, but I try to not take for granted that I have that access to my pops because like when I look at people like Jones or anybody in his footsteps or in his shoes that never had that access to their dad, I like look at it like, yo, I'm being ungrateful. But at the same time, I try to get people to understand too that just because you're a parent and you provide for your child doesn't make you a good parent. Mm. It's, it's, it's certain qualities or certain things that you do that align with making you a good parent, right? Mm-hmm. And we understand, like, first time, I mean, I don't have kids, but y'all understand mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. It's a day-to-day learning thing, but what I what I appreciate about y'all as as men, mm-hmm. not just black men, men, is that how y'all daily mention something about y'all children that y'all notice, that y'all pick up on, that y'all pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Y'all so attentive to y'all kids, and that shows me that even with Jones, despite or Trey, despite with whatever situation you watch your parents go through or your pops not being there, y'all are still good fathers at the end of the day, good parents. Y'all mm-hmm. make it y'all business to do so, to learn y'all children. Mm-hmm. And for me, man, like I think mental health, I didn't really know much about mental health. There's a lot I dealt with, um, you know, thoughts of suicide, um, just you know uh, symptoms of depression and things like that and i never knew what that was because we know in the black community we was always taught like men are not supposed to express their emotions we're not supposed to look at certain things as like that stuff is weak to us it's it's a sign of weakness yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so i think when like being around trey and him like explaining you know, mental health and the difference between mental health and mental illness and just dealing with life on a day-to-day basis, I started paying a lot more attention to my emotions and why there was a a long period of time I was angry at things. And mm-hmm. I was just, I had this anger mm-hmm. in my life, just a whole different person. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that had to do with my own personal issues, internal issues, my issues with my pops. And then, you know, me being bullied. I was bullied in elementary school, like my, right, like right, uh, right. from first grade. And I realized like a lot of that stuff made me grow this chip on my shoulder and made me act the way that I act. Like even to this day, I have a, a lot more control over it now, but like there's certain things that might trigger <laughs> that that moment when I was bullied. So yeah, it's like, yeah. wait, you trying to disrespect me? And then I'm like, 
But I'm like, nah, he's not really trying to disrespect yeah, me. He might be playing yeah, or something. Right. But I have that control over it in my head now. It's like, bro, it ain't that deep. Right. But it's so crazy how that that switch goes off that quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think for me, it's 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 a lot that I deal with. Um, I mean, especially mainly my, I mean, just calling a spade a spade, mainly my pops, bro. And I think that for me, like, I've come to realize, like, learning my emotions, why I made some of the decisions that I did and things like that, just being more aware of things, mm -hmm. it has helped me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, realizing, like, yo, I need, like, an hour or two to myself today mm -hmm. to just... Mm -hmm. And I make it every day. Like, I try to get an hour or two hours to just do whatever it is for myself to separate myself from work and things like that mm -hmm. because um yeah it, it just it it's a lot of things that you we put on our ourselves as black men and and just as men in general and we feel like we can be uh superman all the time or the batmans and things like that and we we have that side of us but we also have to remember we are Clark Kent we are uh Bruce Wayne's and when I say that, it means we're human too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, there's things that I work out, working through, and things like that. I've got better with, but it. The one thing that I'll say that I've taken away from the mental health um, subject is uh, taking time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. For, like taking time, and and when I say take time for yourself, taking a moment to just. Refresh. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. He so, love that. Yeah, take the moment to refresh. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's 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 dope, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I think that needs to be heard because I know a lot of brothers, man. You know, what I'm saying the, the suicide rate right now for black men, man, is 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 through the through the roof right now. You know, what I'm saying we got a little, we got our children, little girls and little boys, like from ages like seven on up to 21 ish, committing suicide at a high rate, and they don't know why. Yeah, you feel that's what I'm saying? Crazy. But, you know, for us as a black community, we know why. Look at what we got to go through on a daily basis. Look what we went through. Mm -hmm. Look what we continue to go through. Mm -hmm. And see, you know, mental health issues can be passed down, not just by behaviors, but thought patterns as well. So, you know, when I explain it to people, you know, in reference to how we show up, maybe every time you've been experiencing yourself being a black man in America, when you spend, you're a black man in America and you wake up in the morning, you put your feet on the floor, you're not just dealing with the regular bills and I got to go to work this, that, and the third. You got to come to the realization that you might not make it home one day. Mm -hmm. And how that's going to affect you and your family. Now, that's just one set of the problems of being a black man in America. Now, cap on a generational trauma that you may have faced. Mm -hmm. That goes from a behavior standpoint. That goes from a, a thought pattern standpoint. We're talking about, and I say thought pattern, generational trauma of I hold this, this feelings in. You feel what I'm saying? I don't tell nobody What's going on? How I feel in this moment? I just hold it all in. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Or I don't show no weakness because if I show weakness, I feel like I'm less of a man. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna cry in front of my spouse or my kids because that makes me less of a man. It makes me weak, right? Mm -hmm. So we let let all this stuff bottle up, and it just pent it pents up. And I'm a firm believer that all this stress that we deal with as black men, as a black people, is also affects our medical mm -hmm. issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You feel what I'm saying? Definitely. Chronic stress 
even though we can't touch it, you know, leads way, I feel, to diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, mm-hmm. cancer, I think. You feel what I'm saying? That's just my been my opinion because of all the stress that we've been under for umpteenth years, 400 plus years, and continue to be under, what would not happen? At, over time, it's going to, something's going to deteriorate. Right. Something's going to be affected as a result of that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? If you leave metal outside enough long enough time of years, it's going to rust. Right. If you don't take care of it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And so, um, I, 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 here's the thing. I enjoy where the mental health field is going. I, I, I dig it. I see it. But we've only scratched the surface. Right. <laughs> right. I see that. We've only scratched the surface. I agree with that. I got more beef with the mental health influence side. Influencer side and my and the actual field of mental health because I'm in the profession, right? I do my best on the um in the inside of our community to educate, advocate, provide therapy for us as, as men, but you know I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I even I'm gonna have to <laughs> find some proteges, well, you know, and, and cheat them up or you know attack the system. I'm gonna tell you, I I hate this. I'm not, I'm not a mental health therapist, but I'm starting to hate this term. <laughs> or this phrase, mental health is real. Yeah. I'm like we know. <laughs> I, it's like it's, 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 it's just it's, as surface as you good. Like you good, bro. I'm good. Yeah. Right? Like I, I use that terminology, but you know, we I took that from us saying that all the time. You good, bro. Yeah, hey, I'm good, but you're not really good. Nah, right. Bro. Yeah, you know, it's how many like, people really going if you say you good, bro, how many people really gonna say, nah, I ain't good, bro. Right, yeah. exactly. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, really, even if you, you ain't, how many you want? You probably ask me all the time. I'm gonna tell you I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And and it's crazy because I'm gonna tell you I'm good even when something ain't good, and it, it ain't like I meant to tell you that it. It's just I'm just it's so used to saying I'm good. It's subconscious. It's normal. It's normalized. Because be you know? how many times? Let's be honest. Like especially as men, how many times like we really going through some shit and. We run it. I run into Trey, or I run it into Jones at the at the store or something. Like, yo, what's up, yo? What you you good? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Everything right. good. I'm not going. Well, nah, bro. My 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 girl just. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I had <laughs> just. Like you burdening people. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to project and that that's on nobody. Why you gotta find that that space. And I can honestly say with y'all, this is that space. Right. Like I said, on record or off record, this is that space. Sometimes where it's like. Cause I, before we started recording, we talked about a lot. I told y'all about my day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, but that, but that was I needed to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because even though it really, I made it sound funny or whatever, whatever. But it was good to get that off my my yeah. mental. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because that was something that was still kind of weighing on me, even though I wasn't trying to let it. Yeah. But for me to get it out in the open, it was like okay. It's out there now. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm good. I released it. It ain't in me. So when I go home, I'm not carrying that with me. You know what but I'm saying? Because I already released yeah. it here. You know exactly. what I mean? So, and that's yeah. that's what it's about because I learned, even myself, um, I've learned to not, I've went so many years with dealing with things that I wasn't comfortable with, but I, was, I wouldn't say anything. And a lot of people think like it's funny. People think like, "Yo, you so vocal." I was never this vocal, bro. Yeah. Like I had to learn to be that way. I had to learn to tell people like, down to like my parents, like, "Nah, I'm not doing that. Nah, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not good. No, this is what 
this is what's going on. Yeah. You have to be vocal. You have to express yourself. And like Jones said, in the right in the right space, you have to get those things out because what happens is it builds up, and then next thing you know, you holding on to something from your childhood or something that happened four weeks ago, and then your girl accidentally leave milk out in the in the uh in the kitchen yeah, and yeah. you spazzing on her from around. stuff that, and that wasn't even meant for her, right. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like stuff like that. We had to be more aware of. We had to. We have to get that stuff out, bro. See, see what I what I talk to my clients about because I, I work primarily with black men and black women, but mostly black men, right? And I talk about communication of emotions and feelings and expectations. And we talked about it earlier. And you know, when you talk about like, okay, I want to come work on the things that I need to, you know, heal from and and deal with, right? There is we we can't do that if you're not self aware. We don't, you know, I can't tell you how to you know work through this or you know guide you on it if you're not self-aware of what you're feeling in those moments so you know my job is to help let you know let brothers be you know help them become more self-aware of what they're feeling in those moments Mm -hmm. not dismissing them not saying oh well nah you know saying i'm not trying to burden anybody or my life ain't that bad, so I feel this way. You know what I'm saying? So it shouldn't be that deep. Nah, nah. If you feel upset, you upset. You feel frustrated, you frustrated. If you feel down, you feel down. If you feel happy, you feel happy. If you don't don't feel content, you don't feel content. If I don't feel safe, I don't feel safe. So just say that, right? But don't, you know, say that and feel it. But don't try to, you know, say something else or shrug it off as if it's nothing because what happens is that it's a lot of resentment that comes up a lot of shame a lot of guilt a lot of embarrassment mm-hmm. especially for us as brothers you feel what i'm saying especially in the culture especially for us like being around our homies and trying to you know put, pick up this image right. you feel what i'm saying if we don't portray that image in a certain way mm-hmm. then we feel embarrassed by it or we have some shame because we not in that place you feel what i'm saying but there's also the flip side of and i just always say two two things can be true at the same time or three you feel what I'm saying? It could be that you trying to express yourself, but you don't know the words. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it, you know, you don't even know how to feel it. Or, you know, like talking about with Jones case, like, you know what I'm saying? This got to the point so much now, it's, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. But there's still something attached to it. Mm-hmm. So we have to find the words to be able to, you know, kind of going back to the, even the earlier conversation we were talking about, effectively communicate. And so, the communication starts with self awareness, right? You know. So, let me ask. You, let me throw a question out there for y'all. Then, why? Why do y'all feel in, even in these moments, like when we doing things like this, where we see um, men expressing themselves and communicating? Why is it the world accepting of that? <laughs> why? Why do they not allow us to communicate and say things? Or express ourselves without being, oh that, oh he he saw for so stop I, crying or. So you I know think I think they do allow us to do it. But say which culture or which side? But um, I think I think we just we just gotta do it. We can't worry about you know how we do a lot of other stuff in the world, and people gonna still judge you for whatever you do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think we continue to still do all the other stuff. Like for instance, you write, you put your book out. Somebody might judge you for that. 
but you're going to do it regardless because it's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. We got to have that same energy when it comes to the mental health side. Who gives a shit? Who judges you? You know what I'm saying? Because it's for you. It ain't for them. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just how I feel about it. Like, we, we're going to do everything else that we want to do, regardless of how they feel about it. We're going to post this picture. We're going we gonna to go here and post this vacation. You know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to go and you're going to post your book. Trey going to post his OG sneaker. Who gives a damn if they judged him for doing his OG sneaker chronicles? You know what I'm saying? He didn't care. He still did it. So you got to have the same energy. When it comes to the mental health side of it, who gives a shit what anybody thinks about you venting, you know what I'm saying, and doing something to better your mental health? Who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? You're doing it because it's better for you. You know what I mean? That's just how I felt about it. So we still can do it. That whole thing about, oh, black men can't do, uh, it's not that we can't do. I understand that they, they kind of go at us a little differently for doing it. You know what I'm saying? It makes it harder for men to do it because they think they're going to be judged for doing it. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not real, but we still can, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just just do just it. You got to find your space. Yeah, you got to find your space. So like, I don't want to knock it and say, like, oh, that's bullshit. Ain't no such thing as black men not having. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it is. Because it's bless you. Because I just, I just did it. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, it's right. not saying it's not real at all, but I'm saying we just got to find that space, like Trey said, and we just got to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got to do it. I think there has to be a, a space to allow to do it. You know, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of guys, man, they just scared, man. Yeah. And I'm not saying scared as like, you know, just like in the negative derogatory scared, right, of what we try to, you know, say about being scared. But they're scared. And in face of judgment, fear, vulnerability, you know, mm-hmm. being vulnerable is telling with somebody that you're not okay. Yeah. Or you don't feel well mentally. And it's, the stigma is still there. Yeah, the stigma is still there because when you say mental health, you automatically think that it's you know they they go it's like it's crazy. Even with all this information out here around mental health and the, the movement that's happening, it's still heavily stigmatized because you got to think now, a small portion of the population that's on social media or seeing everything, that's only a small portion. It's not getting to everybody that's out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You know what I'm saying? They, everybody don't have access to internet like that yeah. as much as we think they do. But you, you in Carolina County. There is plenty of people in Carolina County that do not have uh, fast yeah, internet. I live in Pendleton. I be having to turn my joint on and off sometimes. Yeah. Like, what's going on with my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm right here. Like, nah, that's yeah. true. That's true. You know, what about those people that don't have access to that? Like, we, we live in the internet age, but they don't have access to high-speed internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or access to seek a mental health counselor or go to a black man's group space. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we we have to also recognize our privilege too, in reference to the things that we are doing movements wise. This is a privilege to speak freely in this this space, you know, on these platforms with these mics and with these you know computers and stuff like that, you know. And I so I think it's just I mean if you're talking about from the black side, you know, from the black the culture situation, it's just about access and 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 space, right? And then you know vulnerability. Um, because even if you talk about like, okay, my, my goal is to help, you know, black men, but I, I can only do but so much and see so many clients a day. Right. So I'm, I have a capacity and it's, I mean, we're less than 2% in th- as black male therapists out there, okay. but black men are in dire need, but it's less than 2% of us that are therapists. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but from a, let's say from a, white dominated society standpoint there's fear right of the black man speaking out and being vulnerable 
or fear of him speaking because this truth that they're going to speak right. is going to speak and get tied back to all of the injustices that we face and continue to face every oh. single day. Oh, yeah. yeah you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, I mean, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I think I have to have that talk with myself because, I mean, in my, uh, I got a blow where in my insecure blow where I'm talking heavy, like real emotions, like real thoughts, real like feelings. And I, I sat on that for a good minute because I was like, yo, I don't want, one, I don't want my niggas to judge me, look at me crazy. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was saying some like real personal shit, you know what I mean? And, um, two, I was just like, I, I don't know if I want, Anybody can read these blogs, so I don't know if I want people to be like, well, damn, that, you know what I'm saying? He feel this way about us, like, you know what I'm saying? So I I can, I can definitely attest to that, man, because I mean, even down to some of the shit before I posted, like, there's not a lot of photos and shit of me because I'm like, I don't know if I want to post this, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how I feel about this or certain things. So it is that, that constant I guess that voice in your in your head where you like, I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad that that's the aside. And I got to say that aside from the deaths and things from the pandemic, mm-hmm. but that's the beauty in the pandemic for me is because I found my level of not giving a fuck. Right? Yeah. And once I found that on. level, I just... I was like, I don't even care no more. Right, Who right. gonna say what? Right. They can say whatever, but I'm I'm gonna be me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm comfortable with that. You know, so definitely. And I think it's a lot of times too, kind of going back, like the validation piece of it, where we want to be validated, we want to be, you know, seen and heard and praised, mm-hmm. especially if we didn't get it in our household. You feel what I'm saying? Especially right. if we didn't get it growing up. Right. So in this social media age or, you know, in the society and culture age, we want to be seen as the man, right? We want to be seen as strong and guided, got the money, got the flashy car, got the women. You know, we want to be seen as that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Um, because that praise and validation boosts our ego and pride. Right. But like I tell tell guys, are you doing, who are you doing it for? Right. Mm. Is it for the external validation or are you trying to, you know, doing it for yourself? Right. And if you're not doing it for yourself, then you're always going to be caught in a cycle of trying to appease and prove to other people. Yes, sir. All the time. Yes, sir. That's just fact. And that's going to affect, that's going to keep you in this constant loop of never, of feeling like you're never satisfied. So then what do you do? You know? Mm. So. That's deep. Yeah. That's you know, a word. I'm, I'll send the invoices out. <laughs> I'm, like, hey, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you close it on that one. Let them, let them think about that. I don't got. Hey, I'm gonna let you end that on there. Yeah, drop the, drop yeah. the. Tell them to drop the email. So yeah, the, the, the yeah. I ain't got that. no money though. But, you know <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this is a small snippet. I feel like of of the mental health conversation as far as us as black men in the community, it can go so deep. I, I was trying to make it condensed and concise um, before we give you an hour or two of information and, and get. You know, off track. So, but yeah. we'll we'll cap it there. I mean, mental health awareness month's coming up, so we can always come back if we need to, especially seeing how the feedback is on this. But I, you know, I just want to say from a, you know, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, there's there's crisis lines out there. You have the National Suicide Hotline if you feel like you're in a mental health crisis. Um, if you need to, if you need to reach out, talk to somebody. You know, what I'm saying we, you know, I can find you the resources that's needed. 
Um, but just, you know, find somebody that you trust. You know, get in touch with them. You know what I'm saying? And, and just, you ain't got to tell them everything, but get some of that off your chest. Get some of that off your mental and your, and your body because you don't know how much it's affecting you mentally, physically, and spiritually. Hey, shit, I feel better. Yeah. In a couple little minutes, I just drop something off my chest. You know what I mean? So yeah. And when you drop it off, let it sit there. Don't yeah. take it with you. Don't take it with you. Let it stay there and move on. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Don't, I tell people all the time, don't take work. Don't take home to work and don't bring work home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the boundary. That's a part piece. of the mental right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, wherever you you, you got that mental and you, you leave, you drop it off, you drop, you know what I'm saying? You say what you got to say, you get it off your chest, leave it right there. Yeah. It feels so much better. Yeah. So the, it's a big process of letting go and control. I think me and Ace talked about that, you know, especially with my book and then kind of just our ongoing stuff. Like, yo, how much of stuff are you carrying and just letting it go? And we can't, I think sometimes because... Because of like the fear and because of the world in and of itself and how scary it can be, we want to control everything. We want to control all the outcomes. We want to control everything that comes in our, our vicinity. I got to control it. But once you free yourself of thinking like, I can't control everything and you know, control what you can control, you can control your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and behaviors. That's all you need to control because everything else is going to happen with or without you. That's right. You know, so... Um, so yeah, we'll leave it there. I can, I can, I can, I can cut on and keep going for yeah, days and days. <laughs> um, make sure y'all like, share, subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other digital streaming platforms. You should be on that. If not, let me know. Um, make sure y'all go follow the IG page, underscore Free Smoke Pod. We are there. Like, share, comment. Let us know what you think about the episodes, and let us know if you want to hear something specific from us. I mean, I know a couple times we got that last last season, so we want to continue that on. So we hope that you are taking care of your mental um, and hope that you are um, practicing some good mental health um, in, in these times because the pandemic is heavy. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you control what you control um, and it all, as always, be present with everything you got going on. So until next time, man, we'll talk, talk to y'all. Y'all be safe.